Welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast. This is Alan. And this is Bill. We designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. This is a conversation beyond believing and what comes after salvation. We will have a relative and realistic discussion about our faith and break down the things that make Christianity confusing. Our goal here is to bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. This is the Beyond Belief Podcast, and this is your host, Bill. I'm joined with Alan. Good day, buddy. How are you? Good day, Bill. Doing well. How about yourself? This is take number 42. Yes. We have tried to do this over and over. I think we got a good start, though. All right, so let's kick it off. Uh, Today, we have a special guest. Seems to be what we've been doing uh, the last couple of days, and it's been working pretty well. Uh, So today, we have uh, my wife. Ashley, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm, why would you ask me how I'm doing? I'm doing fine. Well, maybe. <laughs> we just had an hour conversation before this started. <laughs> okay. More than an hour. All right. So anyways, uh, we decided, Alan and I decided that it would be good for people to start with their story before we ask a barrage of questions. Yes. So are you ready to give your story? I'm ready. All Hopefully right. we won't. Break out in a giggle session. No, we won't. So kick it off. Okay. So I grew up with wonderful parents who have been married since they were in high school and church and attending church and reading the Bible was important to their parents, my grandparents. And so they grew up in church and that was really important for them to give my brother and I that same experience. And We grew up in a church that my parents attended when they first moved to town and we had never gone to another church. That was, that was it for us. Still to this day. Um, I think that they, they've gone to a a couple other in town just to visit, but pretty much everything always led back to that church. Wow. Um, whether it was the relationship with, families that grew up in that church, um, whether it was the pastor of the church. So my brother and I, we did everything as, you know, from Sunday school to vacation Bible school to youth group. We were very involved in our youth group. Um, every, every Sunday we would go, we would go on missions trips with our youth group. We'd go on ski trips, anything that was youth group involved. We did, um, excuse me, confirmation classes, um, through that church. Um, and during the time when I had to go through confirmation classes, I questioned a lot of stuff, um, that, was in the Bible and that we were talking about. And I was always the one that questioned, there's no way there could be a virgin birth. That's not true. That can't happen. Um, Is that because of what you were taught in school? I don't know if necessarily what I was taught in school. I just. You just couldn't wrap your mind around it. Yeah. I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I knew, I mean, let's be honest. I knew how babies were made. My mom was a labor and delivery nurse and it was just. We talked about that a lot. And so I just knew to my, in my mind, that wasn't possible. Right. Um, And at the time I didn't realize that 
reading my Bible. We didn't do a lot of that at home. We didn't do a lot of studying of the Bible. We were church goers. Right. Um, we went to church a lot, but I will say that I felt, um, I wasn't really well versed in my Bible knowledge and we didn't study the Bible a lot. If that makes sense, even in youth group, it was, it was more of we're getting together. We're reading a devotion, kind of how it makes you feel. And we kind of studied. So you didn't really study it out, right? You just went over the topic. Actually, my girls, they, um, and and I'm not trying to say anything negative toward them, but they, they go to church and they have youth groups and well, they're supposed to be like Bible studies, but then they go watch a movie. And I'm like, um, it's not a Bible study unless you have your Bible there. Right. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. And I don't remember carrying a Bible. Like, I don't remember really, I mean, we had like a Bible at home, but I don't remember me physically owning a Bible, taking a Bible to church. Right. There was always one like in the pew that we could use. Um, And it was a very traditional church. I mean, um, traditional hymns. It wasn't um, anything where we had like a band or a praise band, you know, anything like that. Um, And so it wasn't until high school that I I met um, a preacher's son, actually dated him a little bit. And his father pastored a church in town. And so he said, Oh, why don't you come to church with me? And so of course I did. And that was the first time at that church that I really was exposed to a Bible preaching church. Right. Um, and I actually got involved with their youth group for a little bit and they had Bible studies and it was a real Bible study. We went to Bible study and (laughs) they studied the Bible and it was all very new to me. Um, but I was intrigued. And so I ended up going to like a youth summer camp with their church. And that's where I ended up um, getting saved when I was 16 was at that um, camp with um, that other church. And so back and forth, you know, kind of was there. And then that relationship didn't last. So I went back to the other church. Um, And again, it was just about, I think, the church attendance and I didn't continue really studying my Bible because I felt like I didn't really know how right. I didn't have somebody yeah. leading me <clears throat> in that direction. Um, and then I went off to college and, you know, I will say that praying was important. I prayed throughout, you know, when I was in college and things like that, my brother and I went to the same college and we would often, we found a church, um, I wouldn't say we went every Sunday, but for being in college away from home, we did pretty good. You know, we would go to church. Um, But again, I didn't own a Bible. I didn't take a Bible with me. Um, So the Bible knowledge wasn't, and actually studying the Bible was very foreign to me. Um, And then when I met Bill, we didn't, we didn't really go to church. Um, it was something that I felt was definitely lacking right. in our relationship and something that I knew was important. And I think it was me feeling like we should be doing this because it's the right thing to do. 
right. not really understanding the, the, the reason right. or why or the why we should actually and how it would be beneficial is is creating um, that relationship with God. Right. And before we got married, um, the man that married us, he sat us down and gave us some very specific guidelines that he would not marry us until we did, you know, kind of these things. Um, and he explained to us, you know, that God should be the center of your marriage relationship. And it was kind of like we jumped on board for a while and then it was just that constant. And then we would backslide. And right. then it was yeah, like, we should sure. be doing this. Then we would jump back on board. And we didn't right. have a good church um, at that time. I don't think that we were very comfortable going to my church, which right. was like my family's church. Right. It just, it was fine for like. Yeah. One was like too churchy. Yeah. Right. And then the other one was like too friendly. I got right. you. I've been there, there before. There were just, yeah. Yeah, it was just two contract, two very stark contract. Mm -hmm. We went to the one that was very friendly. Right. 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 Yeah. Cause it was, it was more comfortable yeah. Um, yeah. for us. Yeah. Age group, everything. And, else. and at the time we didn't need comfort. We needed to be pushed. Right. And even yeah, for sure. the church I grew up in, I don't think it was, it would have pushed us where we needed to be. Right. Um, <clears throat> and, no, it was more routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, a couple of years ago when we kind of had a significant event in our lives, I became very angry with God. Right. And I constantly was like, why would you, why would you do this to me? Right. I feel like I've, been a good person. I could always be better, but I've been a decent person. Right. I've for the most part done what you've wanted me to do. Why would you do this to me? Right. Um, and I did, I became extremely angry and very resentful and <clears throat> it kind of became a very opposite of who I was as a person. Um, and what I believed, I've always believed in God Right. Um, it was just, I never had a very strong relationship. Right. And so we kind of took opposite roles, Bill and I, he became very, um, well-versed in the Bible. He was praying a lot. He would get up and do devotions and to where I was just angry and didn't want anything to do with it. Right. Um, and so we started going to um, the church we attend now and it was his brother that said, you know, to us, he's like, you guys have got to get in church. And I was just like, eh, you know, right. and at that point I was going through the motions because I know it's what he needed. Right. I could see him really trying to make these positive changes and I was just going to be a supportive wife. Like I knew it's what he needed, but I was very much, I would just go and be like, okay, I'm going through the motions. Right. Um, <clears throat> so his brother told us that. And when everything kind of happened, the church we were attending, nobody supported us. Nobody reached out to us. Nobody uh, contacted us. I mean, there was, it was like, we fell off the earth. Right. 
Yeah. And I thought that will, and that really jaded me as well, right. because I felt like at least if I was going to my church, the church I grew up in, people would be contacting, people would be nonstop. Right. Um, and I really was angry about that as well. So his brother said, it doesn't matter what you're comfortable with, get in church. Right. Um, yeah. And so we attended this church the first time. And I remember, yeah. and we were, <laughs> and we walked in and everybody was really nice. And right. we had gone to a couple churches before that. Right. Uh, you know, we went to one down the road and uh, we went in there and we're like, eh. right. But then go ahead. We went to this one. Oh no, we went to this church. And like I said, everybody was extremely friendly and the preaching was very different. It was yeah. a Bible preaching church. And for us both, um, I grew up in a very traditional church, but it was not very. I yeah, mean, there, there was brimstone. There just wasn't fire. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. it, I don't even know how to describe it because I love that church and I love the yeah. people and it, it did amazing yeah. things for yeah, me. Sure. But um, so I don't really know how to describe it. It was just very different than what we were used to. Um and I remember we got in the car and we both were like, okay. And I said, do you really think the people are that nice? They can't be this nice. They're probably right. fake. Like this doesn't happen. And I think it was, again, I was very jaded from the well, previous church and where everything just felt. Well, and I'll, and, and I'm going to interrupt for a second. The context of everything at this point, we weren't. Our relationship wasn't very strong. We weren't talking a lot uh, like we do now. Right. There was, it was a lot of changes. So we weren't, it's not like we got in the car and we were like, Hey honey, you know, I hope that, <laughs> it, you know, we were, we were two people that were sitting in a car. She wanted to kill me. I wanted to run away. And we went to this church because it's what my brother pointed out. And we were trying to figure out, uh, you know, what we were, what we should do at that point. Right. And uh, it almost felt like we were in survival mode. Yeah. Every right. day it yeah, was that's just, she, that's how, yeah, that's it, how she, she labeled it. Yep. It was really good though. I think that you didn't, you didn't go back to the church that made you feel good and comfortable mm -hmm. um, that you were actually, well, that went away striving. Yes. Mm -hmm. We went yeah. back there. And as we went back, yeah. we people actually like did a treated times. us like the plague. I mean, nobody right. talked okay. to us yeah. anymore. Yeah. And it was just, it was weird. And yeah. we were just like, well, let's okay. see. Like, that was actually a blessing. That's of definitely. God. Yeah. That yes. was of God. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Looking back on it. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. And so <laughs> I just, of course, again, with my anger and bitterness at that time, which is, if you know me, that's totally not totally how she is all the time. My <laughs> I could pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> not my personality. So it was like dealing with all of these different emotions. And, um, I said to him, this just isn't real. And so he said, we have to go back. Like we have to give it a try. Well, we looked at each other and we're like, are we coming back? Right. And, and then we were just both like, you know, we got to at least come back. And she was like, yeah, at least for a week. And I was like, <laughs> right. no, we got to come back for like 30 days. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
And it was just, you know, everybody knows that uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. comfortableness of starting something. Right. A new job. Yeah. Uh, it's just uncomfortable. Doing a podcast. Yeah. Doing yes. a podcast yeah. or yeah. dating. And you go to the person's house and you're like, I can't use the bathroom there. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like, hey, I've got to leave. I just got a phone call. I have an emergency. <laughs> but right. we had, but we had to go back. Like <laughs> we knew as uncomfortable as it was. Even she said it. She's like, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Like right. there, there, there was nothing bad. It was uncomfortable. So if that was the only reason, right. it wasn't good enough. Yeah. All right. So church. And so we started going to this church and like Bill said, we gave it 30 days at least. And then it, and then it was, and, and we were faithful. I mean, faithful yeah. to going yep. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And that itself was a huge yeah. And it fixed everything. Difference. <laughs> a huge difference in our lives um, was just going three, right. you know, three services a week. And, um, you know, but still I wasn't praying, reading my Bible like I should. And the pastor's wife reached out to me and wanted to have lunch. And so we talked and then we formed a relationship and she really just kind of encouraged me and invited me to a ladies conference. And so we went to this ladies conference and I mean, I just know this is obviously God working on me and I can recognize blessings when they're happening. And, um, the whole weekend or the two days that we were there, whatever it was, um, was basically talking about anger bitterness, forgiveness. Right. And I just was linking. So that was your wheelhouse. You were like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. well, I'm really good at, they're talking to me. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's how I felt, you know, it's, it's literally, I walked in there and I looked at the, um, paper and it said the topics and I just started laughing. I was like, really God, really? Yeah, exactly. But it, and it just, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And it, yeah. And it was just exactly what I needed. And not to say after I left that weekend, things were great, but it did really make me understand that, you know, I shouldn't be angry towards God. It's not, he didn't do this to me. Right. He isn't the one, you know, things like that. And, um, and I just remember coming home and I was sitting out side with one of the dogs and it was late and I think Bill was actually sleeping. And, uh, I, I mean, I just remember at one point I was like, you know, I just can't, I can't do this by myself. Right. And it was, like I said before, it was like survival mode. And I just, I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted. And I just, you know, I just fell on my knees and I started sobbing. And I was just like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this by myself. And that was a real, kind of turning point for me, um, where I just pretty much gave it to God. Right. And that's very hard to do. A lot of people are like, Oh, give it to God. Give it. Yeah. Yeah. But when you feel like you are in the trenches and you are constantly being drowned over and over and you can't pull yourself out, it's very hard to say, Oh, okay, here you go, God. And everything just automatically is going to be better because it's still work. Definitely. Like you still have to work. And, yeah. um, so, I'll, so I want to, we'll stop there just yeah. for a second so we can ask some questions. Cause I know I have some and I'm sure Alan, has oh, a I few. always have questions. Yeah. 
So I just want to bring up a couple of things that you talked about um, that uh, that I thought were good, but also uh, that I had some questions on <laughs> it. It's well, not not for you specifically, but it's interesting because people we want people to listen to this that uh, are are like you or us that are going through some issues that maybe not uh, are sure how to actually handle it uh, through Christianity or by turning to Jesus. Um, you said you felt like you were a good person, um, but you could be better. And I think that's what happens to people is society makes them feel like, uh, you know, they're good and they feel good about themselves. But, you know, you could always do better. You yeah. could always mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the awesome thing is, is that and you say this all the time, God takes you just as you are. Oh, it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter yeah. how you are, if you're broken, yeah. if you're mended, if you are doing fabulous, it doesn't matter uh, how it is. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, uh, and then I'll give it to Alan, is that sometimes we learn better by teaching. And I think what a lot of places miss and Ashley hit this is discipleship. Definitely. I believe yeah. discipleship is a missing piece because a lot of times people go to learn and they don't, they don't get anything back from it. Like there's not anybody, I'll just reference church. We go to church, we listen to a message and there should be, there should be more discipling. Yes. We disciple right. new people at church and new members, but there should be more discipling. Somebody shouldn't have to tell you to go disciple somebody. Right. You should you should be able to pick up on that and say, man, this person could really grow if I could just encourage them in this area. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you're you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people that go to church um, seeking to for for an emptiness to be filled. Yeah. They're seeking for some guidance because I've said it before, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You have to have somebody to teach you, um, at least in the beginning, the steps to take, because I said this the other day, um, you know, the relationship is between you and God. I mean, a man can get you there, but, to build that is an everyday thing. It's not only when you go to church. Oh yeah. Right on. Yeah. I mean, definitely. We, we both say that all the time. You have to take some responsibility. Definitely. But if you had a person that was walking the walk with you, like you and I, you know, we spend a lot of time together um, and iron sharpeneth iron. We sure do. You got to have that person. I know you didn't say that very positively, (laughs) but anyway, um, Iron sharpeneth iron, and you have to have somebody to guide you, at least to get you started yeah. until you, you grow in that relationship. And I think the problem with a lot of churches is, and I'm not the authority. I mean, this is only my opinion. Um, I think a lot of churches drop that ball. They, um, they'll, they'll teach, you know, a couple times a week, but then they don't really have any follow-up. And I think it was in the great awakening, um, they had revivals everywhere. There was like this huge revival in New York. Um, I mean, it it just lasted for a month or two or something. And all these people were saved and they were like, there were bars shutting down and all this stuff was happening, but they didn't have a system in place after the revival. They were like, they got these people all jacked up. The main event was over and then 
they got all these people jacked Everybody's up gone. and a lot of good things were happening, but there was nothing there to continue that work. They didn't have people to disciple those people. They didn't have enough churches to, you know, take those people in and be like, Hey, this is what, you know, the next step or, you know, and I've, I've said this before and, and, and Ashley is actually, you know, a teacher. So, right. Right. um, she, she understands this, you know, Church isn't, you know, you, you can't go to the 11th grade and just stay there. Right. And I mean, you, you, you need to advance, yeah. you know, and some people go and they, they get to the 12th grade and they're comfortable there. Right. But then there are other people that want to go to college and get a master's degree, to, so to speak, in their relationship with God. And they need people to guide them to that. Well, even teachers have continuing continuing education. Right. They continually, she constantly has to keep up with our certifications or yep. accreditations. I mean, constantly. And we all have to do that as well. Yep. Um, anyways, you were at... I also, real fast on yeah, that part of, yeah. about um, discipleship. Yeah. I also think it's important because when we went to this church and I started meeting and just forming a relationship with the pastor's wife and some other ladies in the church, I often said several times to Bill, man, I just feel like I will never be as Christian as these women or how, like, I just don't even know how that's possible. Right. And I said, they're just so much more advanced in their Bible knowledge or they're just their walk with God. And so there were often a lot of times where I felt unworthy. Um, yeah. Or I would never meet up to what they expected. Right. Um, and I think it's important for when you do some sort of a discipleship program that you also work on, forming a relationship with the person that you're helping to disciple, because then I think. Oh, you're just teaching if you don't. Right. Exactly. Teacher. Yeah. And it's, it can be to where for me, I know when I feel like I'm not as capable as somebody else, or, you know, I tend to just kind of sit in the back. Right. Um, shut down a little bit. And, um, and it sometimes too, at first, it kind of goes back to my personality of questioning everything, but of, you know, God, why would you put me here? Like I am not in even the same category as these other ladies. Right. Um, but I think through forming a relationship with the pastor's wife and feeling comfortable, um, coming to her with, with whatever, you know, I mean, there's times when I would show up to church and I would just look at her and she would be like, okay, let's go to the back, you know, and I would right. just break down and sob. And she, and, and it was, yes, she was discipling me, right? but she was also forming a relationship and becoming my friend right? Yeah. and my sister in Christ yep. to where even if it was a moment of breakdown, there's still some sort of lesson in there. She's teaching me right? and, yeah. and God is showing me through her. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something very important because I know how we felt going to a new church and I know how scary that is overwhelming it is. And I think it's just important for anyone to kind of, Right. Well, I think in this society, actually, 
we are so used to people telling us what to do and this and that. And we have a boss and we have all these things when sometimes we need a friend. Mm -hmm. We don't need somebody to be like, here's the line. Walk this line and you'll get to where you're going to go. You need somebody who's going to put their arm around you and be like, hey, let's walk this line together because it's going to be difficult. Um, And to show you the the grace and yeah. mercy and compassion. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that oftentimes with our situation that we were going through, many people didn't show that. I mean, good right. f- people we thought were our best friends. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. And, where are they now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Oh, absolutely. And you have to have, you have to have that example, like I said, to not only show you where the line is that you need to walk is, but they, they need to walk that line with you. So when you grow and you mature in your faith, you can have somebody else come along that you can relate to and be like, um, let me help you walk this yeah. line. Yeah. So it, it, it should progress. It should be like, right. you know, you help somebody walk the walk and then that person grows and you know helps somebody well it's interesting that a lot of people don't they don't see the and i hate to say big picture it's not a picture it's just the way life is with god in it right that they don't see it happening right away but then yeah. later they're like man you and i you know we get this fervor when we start talking about oh god exactly. did this and <laughs> man 20 years ago i didn't see it coming this way and then yeah but it's interesting because People want it to 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 see the results then and they don't realize the things that are in their life now that if they make themselves available for God now. Yeah, they will start to put those pieces together. They'll see it. They'll see how God's worked. If you don't make yourself available for God, there will be no availability. Absolutely. And actually, I wanted to share. And you know this and I, I may have mentioned this in another podcast, you know, last November, I started praying that God would use me full time. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't renew my real estate license at the end of the year. And, you know, people looked at me and like, what? And and it just wasn't, um, I just, I just wanted to make myself available for God to use me full time. And, um, and I prayed, you know, November, December, and I fasted and, um, you know, we, and this was, I believe before, our conversation that I made this or was our conversation first, regardless. Right. Um, you know, I just made, I just, I didn't even think anything outside of our conversation as far as where we could progress. Um, and that was in November and now it's February, the middle of February, almost almost the end of, yeah. yeah. Um, and since I have made myself available, you and I are sitting here having a podcast and yeah. sharing our story and, and hoping and talking we can, to people. Yeah, absolutely. And talking to people. And, and I think that is just so, um, it's such a testimony to what God will do when you make yourself available. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So you were at a point we talked about you, uh, fell on your face outside, um, in front of God and then kind of catch us up from there. So after, you know, I kind of gave it all to God as the saying goes, um, things started changing. I feel like it within me, um, you know, things weren't still easy by any means, but I just tried to really make it more of a priority to 
start forming a relationship with God and, and growing in that relationship. And through that, you know, I've seen tons of blessings. Um, oh yeah, for sure. In you know, yeah. our marriage and just not saying that, you know, oh, we're the perfect couple, but definitely there's been some huge, no, you can say it, <laughs> um, some huge steps in the right direction as far as putting God at the center of our marriage. Um, you know, our communication and, and doing things as a team, you know, um, I definitely feel that going to a church that's pushed us out of our comfort zone, but also, um, has helped us learn more, um, about the Bible and how it applies to our daily life, which is definitely important. So in your, um, when you were going to church as a, as a young person and you had, you said you had, there were relationships with fan, with, with the people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't really a relationship with God. Did you feel that at the time? Mm-hmm. You, you knew I, something was missing. Oh yeah. I definitely knew something was missing. I, like I said, I've always believed in God. Right. Um, it was just never like a, like a deeper study right. of why I should have this relationship. If that makes sense. It does. Where did you, um, where do you think that came from as far as, as feeling that missing piece? I mean, was it like, um, you just felt like you weren't getting what you should be getting there, but I'm just wondering what caused you to even think that? Well, I knew that, um, Growing up, I, I knew what my parents taught us. Right. I knew right from wrong. Right. Um, but I also knew that there are some things, you know, I knew were wrong and yet I still pursued them. Right. Yep. And um, I think that was where when I would really stop and think, you know, I would, I mean, in college especially more, but, you know, I would go drinking on a Saturday and show up in church on Sunday. Right. And I knew, I mean, yeah, I was, didn't conv- feel right. Yeah. Right. I knew that was wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, when I would come home for the holidays and, you know, my parents expected us to, you know, we were going to church, we were up, we were, you know, and I would stay out Saturday night, late drinking, partying, whatever. Right. And I would go to church the next morning, my mom and Tad, you know, I knew they knew right. and they would give me the look yeah. You know, like pull it together. Like, are you kidding me right now? Um, right. We can smell you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. right. And I mean, I was, you know, I was convicted about that, but I yeah. would just never, I was like, eh, it's okay. Right. Like, this is what college kids do. Like, right. it's all right. Yeah. Um, And so, and I mean, even up until. Yeah. I, I mean, two years ago. Right. I mean, I, I. I mean, that was me. I was, I was easy going. Yeah. I mean, partying. It, was, right. it was just the way we lived. We'd go right. out on the boat. We would have, you know, we'd have parties, parties at our home. I mean, it just, yeah. right. you know, um, alcohol wasn't a second thought. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, it just, and I'll, and I'll, let me, let me back up and say something. Uh, and I, and a, so a question for Ashley and even for Alan, uh, now nah, it won't pertain really to you, but 
<laughs> so no, nah, not, not in that kind of way. It's just, so when I got, I was saved uh, around eight or nine and I know the, the church that I go to now, there's a big uh, uh, importance, importance placed on knowing when and, and yeah. having that uh, testimony of salvation. So anyways, back then, uh, I, I couldn't tell you, like, I couldn't yeah. tell you the date. I know we went to church, right? Here's, here's my point. Uh, I got saved March 2nd of 2019. And I can tell you exactly where, why, and when, and, and more importantly, what it meant. Mm-hmm. Right. Because back then right. when I was eight or nine, it, it didn't mean enough for me to live a life centered around Christ. Right. You know, for 40 something years, right. I just lived this life centered around Bill. Yeah. So for me, my salvation didn't mean what it meant to everybody else that yeah. was involved in my salvation. Right. So, and I'm, and my question for Ashley is back in summer camp, uh, when you're dating the preacher's son, mm-hmm. And you had salvation. Was it something that that you knew exactly what it meant to the well? I think you kind of answered the question a little bit with coming to church after the day you went out drinking. But did it mean as much? Like, did you understand salvation then uh, to the degree that it meant that you would center your life? For people say you kind of drift away or walk away from God. Right. I truly don't think I understood my salvation. I was 16. You probably did. I understood what it meant, you know, and that's why I asked, you know, God to save me. I understood what it meant, but then I didn't apply it to my life. Like I didn't realize, I think that, okay, now this means I am truly needing to walk with God, form a relationship, become closer, if that makes sense. And so it's not honestly until probably, you know, two years ago when I was in the yeah. yard that well, I was like, just like, okay, now, now I understand if that makes sense. There's a, there's a desire there. I think when people hit, I'm not lessening when you were in summer camp, but oh, you're no, at summer camp, you're hanging out with other yeah. uh, Christians. It's right. the church it's thing. You're in the moment. They're, well, yeah. And it's presented to you and it's right. not, and I'm not lessening it and then we'll move on. But, but I think there's a point in your life when there's a desperation to yes. put Christ in your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, okay. I've, you know, it, you know what I'm saying now? Right. I think oh yes. Oh, oh, sorry. And no, actually, and, and I tell my son that all the time. I'm like, you know, you will make it to your knees on your own. Yeah. God will. Yeah. He will allow circumstances to happen yeah. that you will make it to your knees. Well, and here's my point. Uh, she believed in God. It yeah. wasn't like this thing where she didn't believe and, and, and she went to church and she practiced and. Right. And uh, practice is a bad word, but she had that belief. Right. But what happened is an event occurred in her life where she no longer could. And that's, and I think that's a critical point. Right. She no longer could do it on her own. Yeah. And yeah. And it takes that event a lot of times to get people to realize that they can't do it on their own. Yeah. And I think it was just the event that pulls you back to God. Yeah. Almost. If that makes sense. Because. Or or brings you to him if you weren't there. Or to him. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. And I think too, 
all three of us grew up very differently. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's what's so good about this podcast is you are getting multiple perspectives. Right. Um, And so sometimes for me, you know, and I've said this to Bill, I said, you know, when I look at some of these ladies in our church who are wonderful ladies, I mean, very strong Christian women, I will sometimes say, well, maybe I'm not that far in my walk because that's not how I grew up. Right. And oftentimes I hear some of them say, you know, well, I've been saved since I was however old and this is their, I mean, this is their every day since they were little, they are just poured into, you know, the Bible and that's just really instilled in them. And, and not to say, I had a horrible childhood. My parents are wonderful people. They would do anything for my brother and I, and they've set great examples. Right. Um, I just think it's interesting to see the different walks that everybody. Well, you don't truly know their walk. Alan, Alan will say, uh, and it, and it struck me one day as your walk is your, is your own. Mm-hmm. Is what you right make your walk. You you mm-hmm. can. I walked in that church well, the same way, and I and I said this in one of our be early beginning podcasts. I looked in there like everybody was sinless, right? They were all held upright. You know, they had the hand of God on them, right? And you know, you slowly start to realize that. And I'm and 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 it's just because we're human, right? And we didn't know any better. And that's the point of the podcast is that there's things out there that people don't understand about Christianity and your salvation and what, and all the stuff, the plethora, that's your word that comes comes after your salvation. That's like the only word I've ever, I ever learned in high school. But that's what I would say to somebody is don't, don't look at other people's walk or your thought of their walk, because the minute you take your eyes off of your walk and give it to them, yep. their attention, then you're neglecting. Well, and yours. that's right. And that's how I felt often very overwhelmed. Right. When I first, when we first started going to that church, you know, was. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. My walk looks so different. Right. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's different and that's okay. Definitely. Um, Because it's brought me to having that relationship with God. And you and Bill actually had talked about how he didn't like me in the beginning. And that's cool. (laughs) We ganged up on you. Yeah. You ganged up on me. And that's totally cool. And I did tell the story the other day of how I I thought about him and his son. (laughs) Oh yeah. All right, yeah. How you thought we I'm were. I'm not going to get you off your, yeah. your, but anyway, um, but like I said, I, I told you, you know, and people have listened to more than one of these are going to hear it again. Yeah. Um, I wasn't there for you. It didn't matter yeah. if you liked me or yeah. not. It doesn't matter if the preacher likes me. I'm not there for him. Um, as long as I'm getting fed, you know, I'm going to go listen to the preacher, but it doesn't matter if he likes yeah. me or not, or if anybody likes me or not, because I'm not there for them. I'm, I'm focused on God. And I think so many people, they focus too much on men. They focus too much on that person because there are people that have been Christians for 30 years that they, I'm, I'm not saying, any, I'm not alluding, alluding to any one person. Correct. I'm saying there are people that have been going to church for 30 years going to the same church for 30 years and it's so it's just superficial. They're going there. They're going through the steps. You may think, Oh, that person's got it together. Right. But you know, 
you could have a person that's going to church for for three years be at a higher level because that person really sees value, really gets into the word, just soaks up everything that they can. So the, the three-year Christian may surpass the 30-year Christian sure. depending on the importance they place on their walk. Well, everybody that walks into a church doesn't see people when they're broken. Right. You yeah. Know, they don't walk in and see everybody's issues or the right. argument they had before they came into church or the bad news they received on yeah. Friday. You know, they don't see that. They see, yeah. they come into church and they see this uh, group of friendly people that are shaking hands and smiling and, you know, welcome. And it's just, it's, and then they, they don't may, see it. Right. And then they may go home and kick the dog and yell at their sure. wife. Sure. And absolutely. You yeah. know, yeah. It's and it may just be combinations. Yeah. 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 Well, no, yeah. I mean, figures of speech, but <laughs> right. Well, I won't show you by example, Ash. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So start off then from this incident. You're in this incident where you, you went to the three day, two day thing and befriended the pastor's wife. And then where your relationship with God is now versus where it was your entire life. So I, um, after that conference and we got home and I really tried to focus on the blessings that we were receiving. And, and it's funny, I know Bill's talked about a few of them on the podcast. Um, but you know, even when we were at our lowest and we just thought there was no way out of anything, um, you know, God, provides a blessing to just be that reminder, um, that you're not, you know, you're not making this walk alone. Right. And, and it was just, it could be little, little things. And usually it was, yeah, yeah. but not if you're us. mindful of right. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and so again, Bill was, he's very, very good about getting up early in the morning and reading his Bible and having his devotions and prayer time and, um, for me, I'm not where I would like to be yet completely getting up in the morning is very hard for me. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think sometimes too, what is important for people to understand is like we said, our walk and our journey is different for all three of us that are sitting in here. Right. And, um, I know you get up very early as well yeah. and, and that's what works, you know, for the two of you. Alan doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I slept I four hours last night. Yeah. Oh. Um, and see, I need like 10. Um, and that's what works, you know, for you guys. For me, I think there's a lot of things that I do that often Bill doesn't realize I'm doing it because well, it's not something, you know, he's like, he's seen. It's not the same thing. Right. And it's right. not the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, compared to where I used to be, I think I've come leaps and bounds. And even in the no, past, yeah. uh, you know, two years, um, I would say that kind of angerness, bitterness, forgiveness, I have actually, I can say now come to a point where I have truly forgiven, right. um, you know, everything that was done and involved. And for me, that's a huge weight off my shoulders. It was like, once I asked God to really help me forgive, um, 
And it's also taught and you know, taught and geez, Louise, I'm the teacher. She's the teacher. <laughs> right. It also has, you know, taught me just that compassion for other people. Right. And I really think that you never truly know what somebody is going through because you're not in that situation. And I think that I always have felt that I've been a, a compassionate person, like in being kind to other people, that's always been very important to me. But I just now realize that I think God has truly shown me right. what it's like to be compassionate yeah. and, to, and to show mercy and grace for other people. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what they've done. Yeah. At this point, you could put your arm around somebody that's been in a similar situation and be like, I've been there and, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, and help them yep. through that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I know what it's like to just feel distraught, despair, right. um, you know, again, that anger, that bitterness and, and it's not been easy. Um, I pray a lot. Right. Um, praying is my, it's my go-to. That's, <laughs> well, that's a good, that's a good, yeah, go-to. I was going to say, definitely. And, and I'll, and I, mean, I just, like real fast. Before, yeah. Sorry yeah, yeah. to cut you it's off. Your show. I really. He gets oh, everybody it is, off. It is my show. It is. Yeah. Today. Um, this is the Ashley show. I like, <laughs> I really like what you have said several times on the different podcasts. You, absolutely. You either get bitter. Not absolutely. <laughs> you either get bitter or you get better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I constantly, every yep. time I'm listening to podcasts, I like, yep, you just get better, you get better. And so yeah. I constantly I knew, say I knew it bitter for a long time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because it is so true. Like we all go through different situations and you can, yeah. you can hold on to that bitterness or you can, you know, soak yourself in God's word and pray to him and ask him to help you get better. Yeah. Um, and well, that's the ahead. point I was going to make is because you said it before is that you went to him and asked him for help. God is always here, but he would, he, he enjoys more. It glorifies him more yep. when we come to him because we're choosing that we're choosing to go to him for help. We can turn to, we can turn to anything else. He'll allow us to turn to Satan. Absolutely. He'll absolutely say, Go right ahead. Yeah. You want to go drink that? Go right ahead. God's yeah. not going to step in and stop that. We have to make the choice to choose him. Now, our, there are things that God can intervene in, um, but there's also things that God can direct. Right. But it's it's better for us and our walk because as we start to do it, we build confidence in that walk and we realize that God's blessing this or right. directing it. Or when you cry out for help, he says, Yeah. Well, it's, it's just like anything, you know, if a child is given a brand new car when they turn 16 and they go out and crash it, and then the parents give them a brand, another brand new car and they go out and crash it. Well, they, they really aren't going to have any appreciation for that car. And I think it's, it's similar to our walk with God. Um, when we take it for granted for yeah. so long, we don't really build that appreciation. Yeah. But then when you get down to a point when, where you realize God is all you have, yeah, you really become appreciative. Well, you become more thankful and you're like, wow. You look back and I can speak from experience because I have looked back from, through my life and I've seen all the times God had his hand in my life. Yeah. And I also can see all the times he could have just cast me away because I was being a knucklehead. I was out yeah. there doing some silly things. Yeah. 
And same. I am just now I can look back and be, just be so thankful but that he didn't. You, but it makes you also commit stronger knowing that that relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like you won't go out and drink the night before church. Yeah. Actually, you build that yeah, relationship, you know. right? You build yeah. a relationship and, and, and you'll, you'll pay more attention to right. those sins and not, not just go out and do them. Whereas before in our life, we were just doing whatever, right. you know, I mean, we, there's nights it was lucky we even made it home. Yeah. Um, and, and they were just, you know, just, it was different. And her, yeah. And I'll say with the bitterness and better thing, uh, obviously when this thing happened, there was a lot of bitterness and, right. and anger. Anger was like in all caps. Um, and right, and, and, and rightly <laughs> so, but I will say that now, uh, and this is my whole push for this thing right. is that when you center around Christ, yep. when you truly start to pray and, and you read, and I'll give it to her. You know, her walk isn't the same as mine. I tried yeah. to make it that way and it pushed her away. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> but can do when that. You, yeah. But when you start really getting an, an emphasis and an effort on the stuff because you've been broken, like you said, yeah. and, and at that point, man, dude, you start to see, you know, Definitely. the bitterness does start to, to, I've seen it with her now, you know, I didn't have that bitterness cause I couldn't be bitter at her. Right. Uh, I was frustrated with myself and angry with myself, yeah. but I, I see it with her. It's right. completely different. It is yeah. a completely different relationship before we were always busy. We put stuff in our life. We were happy because we were doing stuff yeah. and it was always stuff, 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 stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we had a great relationship. Uh, it wasn't where it is now. It wasn't right. anything that it was now. Um, right. Well, actually, I have a question for both of you. Or it's not. Maybe it's not a question. Not maybe, but nothing. What? <laughs> but anyway, um, can you even imagine where your relationship would be, or if if you would even have a relationship had you not turned to God? Yes, I can imagine. We would not probably be sitting here I on can't this hear podcast. You. Huh? What? I said yes. I can imagine. We'd no, probably we not be, be sitting here. Nah, I mean, nah, to be real. completely right. honest. Right. And, and I think I don't even know where we'd be. Yeah. You know? And I think real fast, as far as also the, you know, your walk with God, but also it's important surrounding yourself with other yeah. Christians. Yeah. Like-minded. And yes. Oh, yeah. Very like-minded because there's tons of times through this whole process that I would turn to people who were my friends, right? Um, who weren't, yeah, strong Christians, and the advice they gave me was very different. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes I would find myself calling his brother, yeah, yeah, um, because I knew he would give me the Christian advice, right. And the advice that, you know, in brotherly Christ love. Right. Yeah. He know? didn't give, he didn't give John's answer. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he gave exactly. a biblical and sometimes yeah. that biblical pill is hard to swallow. And sometimes he would get on to me too, even though yeah. it was like, this is what happened. Yeah. I'm so angry. He's, and he would, he would tell me, what are you doing? 
what are you doing? Are you right. reading your Bible? Are you praying? Are right. you, you know, and that's, and, and that's it's, what and it's like, Oh, <laughs> right. And that's what I, you know, that's what I needed. Um, and so definitely I think if we didn't find the church that we're in now, you know, honestly, um, if we didn't start changing our individual relationships with God and then our relationship with each other through God, if that makes sense, yeah, um, we'd be in a different place. Well, if you keep God at the center of everything, if you keep God at the center of your business, you keep God at the center of your, your relationships, you keep God at the center of everything. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. It's so I'll, much better. I'll answer this because you wrote a question, so I know you won't forget it. I'll answer your thing. So I think God, I don't think, I know God has a way of pulling things out of your life. Uh, the people I hung out with. Yeah. Uh, you know, he knew that would be yeah. a, a stumbling block for me. Yeah. You have to separate so, yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, and at the time, I if people had stayed in my life and come back in, there were some people, there were people that were still from my old employment uh, that were coming back in my life, but a, a gradually they're gone. Right. And, and I think if I would have stayed in contact with uh, certain people, it wouldn't have gone well for my, my walk with God wouldn't have been as, uh, no, I don't, I don't even know where it would be. Yeah. And, and I can just say that because I think when we look back, we say, and I'm not correcting my wife, a lot of times we attribute it to what we're doing right. and it is not what we're doing. We're just not seeing what God's doing in our life because we're allowing him to do it. Right. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like we, we'll let, if we'll just surrender and say, you know, God, if you'll just yeah. take over, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But that's hard for people. Exactly. Well, yeah. They don't let go. You're exactly right. But it's a lot easier when you have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. When, yeah. like, when you realize God is, is your only answer, you're more willing than, well, when, than when he's an option. Yeah. And my, and my point to that whole thing was, we say a lot of times, well, you know, I get, I, I had to leave these friends. Well, I didn't leave them. God took them out of my life. Yeah. They didn't yeah. stop coming around. God's, God's, you know, move was to move them away from me right. so I could focus yeah. on what was happening in my life. And I think a lot of stuff too for Ashley, she sees now with a lot more clarity, yeah. God working in her life, yeah. in our marriage. Right. It's a lot clearer than it was when there was, when, it, when she was troubled by not only the circumstance, but the lack of her, her friends, right? The people not being in her life that shouldn't have been in her life. Right. Uh, that were giving her all this unbiblical advice. Yeah. So, and you know, Ashley, you mentioned, uh, you know, been around like-minded people. And I think that is like one of the things huge, man. Well, I I woke up this morning, you know, two 30 and, (laughs) uh, where's Bill? I was actually going to text you. <laughs> I was going to be like, you woke? But yeah, anyway. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. He yeah. was up like 30 minutes later, probably. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> so anyway, but like-minded people. And it just really, it struck me. I'm like, you know, we've done a couple of interviews. This was our third interview. And I like the dynamic because it gives a third um, point of view. 
Yeah. You know, to a situation they, and every, there's only so many situations that you and I can relate to, or that we are going to be relatable to other people in. Um, I think having that third person, that dynamic is just going to be really important. And the reason I say that is to, if I would love to see a community of like-minded people, um, join in something like this and, and, you know, just talk about their struggles and the things that help them. And because like I said, you and I can only relate to so many people. There's only so much you and I can do. Yeah, for sure. Um, because we're just talking about our experiences. And I think when more people get together and talk well, about their experiences, them, yeah. Like you get them involved. Yeah. And you, you can learn. I mean, I, I have a 32 year old son. Um, I still learn things from him. I'm like, well, I never thought of it that she way just, or whatever. She just told me stuff I didn't know. Well, I'm, that doesn't surprise me, honestly. <laughs> but but he, my brother said it the other day, and then, and then you're going to pick up uh, for where you were. He said the other day, he said not enough people are yelling about Jesus. Exactly, yeah. Not enough people. You know, we don't go out and we talk about everything else. Yeah. You know, my wife's a big horse person. Yeah. It's, it's more fun to go talk about right. horsey stuff. Yeah. And then, you know? but, and then you bring up, do you love Jesus? And people look at you like, what? Well, I don't really want to talk about that right now. Yeah. Let's not mix that, uh, our, our activity with God. It's That's funny separate. You, when we did like, my daughter's one, you, if you were to ask that question and then you go, well, then how's your life going? Right. You know, how are all those struggles that are going on in your life? Yeah. You know, she said it yesterday. She's like, I know I should be praying. (laughs) Right. Like like you have to bring stuff like that in front of God. Right. Yeah. All right. So anyways, where were we? This is the Ashley hour. We're sorry. We just got you out there. It's fine. I don't even. She's still here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, so as far as my daily walk, I guess something that I feel I need more, I guess, help with would be still just the Bible, like reading yeah. the Bible and actually studying the Bible. Oftentimes I'll, I'll sit to read the Bible and I'll get a couple chapters and I'm like, okay, I don't even know. Like, right. I, I don't even know what's happening and I'll go back and I'll try to reread it. And right. it's, so that part is very difficult for me where I would benefit, I think from, an actual, like a study, like a a study. study. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be able to kind of hear from other people and talk about, okay, this means this, or this means this. You can't ask the Bible a question. Right. Right. And, and like, so exactly. And that's, that's my, that's my, my biggest struggle. Um, there's been, you know, books that, I'll read, for example, the book of Ruth. I mean, that was a study we did in, in one of our ladies kind of right. devotions and uh, book studies, I guess. And we were able to break that down. Right. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and that's just, for me, that's the type of learner I am. Right. It's very hard for me to just take that and read it. And so I have well, no have background. explaining it to you. They're, right. They're, they're study out. And right. And understanding. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something where I need to become better. Um, but as far as you just got to wake up early, I know. And that too, (laughs) I mean, honestly finding, like I said, I finding time, like it's no, not finding just like 
the right time yeah. for me, what yeah. works best for me. Yeah. Well, John um, said the other day, it's uh, planning yeah. and yeah. priorities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She so. said that. She said priorities. Oh. Priorities. Yeah. Uh, and that it means is. means less it sleep. Is. Yeah. I, it, uh, it does. I know. It does. I or know. it means cutting something out that you enjoy. Huh? Yeah. No. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's, we can, we make so many excuses right. of why we can't do something. Yep. Um, and then you guys talk about it all the time. If you could just commit, you know, 30 days, you can commit to everything else, a diet. Well, yeah. I can't commit to a diet, but, exactly. <laughs> right. but it's, it is one yeah. of those things. And so, um, you know, I would say that's my biggest right. struggle. Well, well honestly, I woke up at two thirty this morning. I think it's two thirty. Maybe an earlier. I'm not sure because I wanted to lay there. I wanted to roll over, but I knew I had to be over here, you know, to do this podcast. And I was afraid if I rolled over and went back to sleep that I wouldn't have that prayer time and time to read. Yeah, and then my whole day would be messed up. So I just I laid there. I tossed over, I rolled over, and laid there for a minute. And I was like. You know, I just need to go because mm-hmm. I need to, I need to pray. I had things on my heart that I needed to pray about. And then, um, I went to the office and I, I read the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and all this stuff. And I have to do that, uh, because if I don't, it will get pushed to the back burner. And then also if I don't do it first thing, if I don't do it before everything else starts, um, like you were saying, you know, you read it and you didn't get it and you read, mm-hmm. you reread it. And my problem is if I wait too late, all the things that I need to do for the day start, start coming in piling up and, and yeah. my brain is like, and I'll be reading something and then I'll, I'll and my, I, this is why I go from subject to subject because I can read something. There'll be a word and right. then it'll spark a thought about I something go, I need I to do. Yeah. Well, no, something oh, yeah, that I need to yeah. do or yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. Or, or, and it just sidetracks me right. just reading if I don't put that first and make it a priority. And see, I can yeah. tell a big difference in Bill when he doesn't get up in the morning. Like yeah. that's, that's yeah. how he starts his day. And I can tell a difference when he doesn't do that. And, um, well, I feel like I let the biggest person in my life right. down. Yeah. And, and actually, I, and that's a great point because honestly, yesterday, that's one of the reasons I was so passionate about getting up this morning and doing it because yesterday I did roll over mm-hmm. yeah, me too. I, I went to bed at nine o'clock the night before I was just exhausted. Yeah. And you know, I, I woke up at midnight, I rolled back over mm-hmm. the next thing I knew it was six o'clock in the morning and I'm getting out of bed. I didn't have that prayer right. time. I didn't have that, um, the Bible reading time that I typically have. I could tell the difference, but more than that, the point that I'm trying to make is I'm to a point now where I don't feel guilty. If that makes sense. I'm not like beating myself up all day. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to do that, but I'm not beating myself up. Um, like, you know, or, or have the mentality, well, everything's going to go wrong now, you know, because I didn't do that. So I'm not, yeah. I don't, I mean, I place value on it, but I don't, it's not like, it doesn't define me as a Christian. Right. You know, if you miss it, I mean, yeah, it you you can feel that. Um, you know, it makes a difference. But at the same time, it's not going to make such a big difference that you need to beat yourself up all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, 
I guess I made that sound different yesterday. For me, I feel like if I allow something, yeah, if I allow something to happen without a consequence, yeah. and I don't mean like, you know, self-punishing, right? but you know, like I'm over there beating myself. 20 the lashes. Right. Yeah. If I guess for me, if I, if I allow it to not happen once, uh, then the second time. Yeah, yeah, it'll be okay. The third time, right? Yeah, no big deal. The fourth time, yeah, and then it starts to become. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it can be. A, it, it can be. But a I don't habitual. focus on it all day. It's yeah. just I sit there, like you say. I yeah. sit there and go, man, you know that uh, that just really gets right. to me because I didn't, I didn't do it. And then I find myself praying throughout the day a lot more because yeah. I'm like, I'm like. Oh, I didn't get yeah. the time to come before God, first fruits, blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's exactly right. You know, um, it's what I was saying, basically, if you if you miss a day. Yeah, but if right. you miss, right. if you miss like two, three and it's becoming a habit. Yeah. Then it's a week at a time. Then you need to start having yeah. some fear yeah. and be like, hey, I need to get on track. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I know the reason I bring that up. I, you know, I used to feel guilty if I didn't read my Bible that day. Right. I mean, but I mean. Rightly so. If I didn't write, read the Bible for a week, yeah, I should be ashamed. You should be, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I, I had the same amount of shame if I missed it for a day. But it didn't, it, like I said, it didn't... Um, didn't lessen your walk. Exactly. Or your relationship yeah, with God. Exactly. It doesn't do that. It's just a self-committal thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and I've said this before, you know, where, where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. So if you miss a day of reading, God's not going to be like, yeah, he doesn't care. I mean, Unless you know, we make it grace-based. And all we expect is grace. Yeah, then exactly. And then, and then you're doing it for a month right. at a time. You're like, yeah, you know, God's got my right. backing and yeah, no, no big deal. Whatever. So <laughs> I was going to, I was going to ask, uh, she'll be our Guinea pig. I'm going to ask Ashley oh a question that I want to ask at the end of the podcast. Okay. To see, uh, well, we'll just ask it all the time. Does this mean Whatever. we're at the end? Yeah, we're pretty close. Do you have more oh. of a story? No. <laughs> oh, well, you can tell. You can talk oh. as long as you want. We can split this up. I thought I was going to have like fiery questions and. No, not at all. No. But I'll tell you what we could do is oh. we could, we, you and I could end and she could just sit here and talk for a while. Yeah. And I just keep recording. Do, I got stuff to do. Yeah. Anyways. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. So <laughs> my question is, is the purpose of the podcast. Uh, we talk about it in the beginning. We talk about it in the episodes, but. What would you see the benefit of the podcast and what would you, if there's any suggestions uh, for us, um, what would you have? So I think, and I've told you this before, the benefit is that I know you and how you grew up and that you used to be just this wonderful little heathen. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, she put those two words together like they were made for no, each other. No, right? but um, I think it's it's good to have different perspectives. I think, I don't know a ton about you, Alan, just based on what, you know, listening to some of your experiences, but I feel like it's refreshing to hear from real people. Right. Like yeah. you both yeah. have grown up and you've had some really tough trials. No, we, haven't, um, we haven't even talked about all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it's, like I said, it's refreshing to hear that God doesn't care your circumstances. He doesn't care 
what you came from. He doesn't care what you look like. He doesn't care what you do for a living. He, you know, he doesn't care. He, you know, he died for our sins and he'll take you from, he'll take you where you're at. Exactly. And I think that's important because I think oftentimes people feel like they can't go to church or they can't be a good enough Christian because this isn't how they grew up or, you know, they were out drinking in the bar last night. Why would God want them? Um, And I just think that that's really important and it's very refreshing, even from somebody like me who, like I said, I had a, I have great parents. I had a great, I mean, I had a great childhood. Like there's nothing I can complain about. You have a pretty great adult life. I do. Minus, minus two years. exception. Right. (laughs) Minus two years of it that might've been a little rocky. No, I mean, and it it is, it's the truth. And so I think it is just very important that people hear from, you know, that perspective. Um, so I think that's a really nice benefit and I think it's, um, it's fun. You know, I think it's interesting. I've really enjoyed listening, like having Riley and and John and, um, just hearing different people's testimonies and where people are at in their walk is always different. And I think that that's interesting too. And again, that just proves that God doesn't care where you're at. He's going to help you no matter what. So are you going to share this podcast? I am. Oh, good. Because, uh, yeah, because apparently my brother and my daughter <laughs> have not yet. Because, yeah, and, and I'm jokingly. And I've actually yeah. said this before, you know, well, I've said this a lot. Um, you know, we're here to help people, but I think I want to extend that more that if you've had, you know, a listener, if they've had, you know, um, to, to, I would like for more people to share their trials, tribulations, sure. um, and their victories, you know, with other people, because there are going to be other people going through the same thing yeah. that may glean something from their experience. And you know, it's not us, only us here to help other people, but I think it would be awesome if more people would help other people. Yeah, as this far isn't as, a salvation-based podcast. No. It, it, no. Salvation is extremely important. Uh, you know, It's it, the only reason. It, it ensures yeah. uh, eternal salvation um, for your soul. But my that's not my point. My point is with Alan and the feedback from uh, Ashley is that we did this because even in the beginning for me, and I don't know how it was for Ashley, I didn't understand stuff. Right. Man, some of these words, I was like, I have no idea what they mean. Like sanctification. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Redemption, <laughs> repentance, a lot of those things. But I was, what, what I want to say for that is that. I don't want people to think that you have to be saved to have a conversation. Yeah. That you have to have a testimony to share a story. Right. Those things don't always have to be in the same pocket. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's just. I also think though, what's very important is listening even to, to Riley, to John, um, you know, to you guys, it always seems like there's that one person in their life that, Yeah. God obviously plants in there for a reason, you know, to show them, to direct them, you know, like for Riley, it was Jackie and that's somebody she had worked with, you know, that's her business partner or I think it's her boss, isn't it? 
No, nah, it's her. It's it's like uh, they, it's somebody that was very instrumental. It's her mentor. Okay, so so, but it's always there's that one person, exactly. and I think too, you know, Bill has been working so hard and going through this, and then it's really funny how the two of you have become, you know, such close friends, and and the focus on that is Christ. Yeah, and I think for him, it's been you know you've been a huge part in his life. It's been pivotal for him to have somebody, yeah. you know, yeah, he's had sure. these ideas and he, and he will sometimes you know, talk to me and I'm like, Ugh, I don't, and Ugh. I'm always like, call your brother. Like, I don't know. Like, right. You know, yeah. we'll have, and we'll have conversations, but I mean, there is always like that person who helps you realize like, okay, this is cool. Right. And yeah. it's almost where Christianity, it's not, it's not cool anymore Yeah. Um, for people to really talk about. And yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And so I think yeah. it's, it's a realistic, we're, we're making it cool. Again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and totally when, when you Did know, you just say totally, totally, <laughs> like Sorry. totally dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so cool when you start to be concerned about other people's souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. you really know, yeah that your relationship is growing extremely well at that point when you're like, what can I do to help other people in this situation or, or whatever to see that they need their salvation. They need a savior. And it's such a good point. And it's also too, like you said, you know, you wrap it in kindness and love and the way you deliver it is a vital part to how people accept it. Right. And for them not to feel like, because oftentimes I've had people want to talk to me about, you know, but then I feel they're way above me. Yeah. They don't, or or it's a sales push. Right. Or it's, yep. Or it's a sales push. And I, so I think that, you know, wrapping it in that love and, and showing because that's, you know, Jesus died for us. We place too Absolutely. much of an emphasis on what people don't do. That's society. Society yes. points out the bad stuff, the yeah. negative news, the nothing fun and positive sells. Yeah, exactly. You know, but when you but when you look at a relationship with God mm-hmm. and what it will do in your life, uh, there's nothing bad you can say about it. Like it's not, there's nothing negative. You and I'll have a conversation. We'll say, oh, we need to. And then we, and we, and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, This ain't got nothing to do with us. Right. (laughs) God will handle this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the, that's the fun part about this. More people need to come to God. They don't need to wait until they're broken uh, and bended. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is a free thing that you can do. It doesn't cost you anything. Might take some time. But we can't be judgmental, man. We yeah. can't we can't point out all the stuff people aren't doing. Right. I said it yesterday, I think, or the day before, you know, we'll point out you missed three services, but you've been to 25. Right. Like, like you've been more than you haven't been. Right. But we'll and, and we and we know it's important. We well, know reading your Bible is important. We absolutely. know praying is important. But I think even more than that, if somebody is is has missed three or four services or something. And people aren't, um, you know, they're like, well, you haven't been here. You know, what's happening? Uh, Instead of being, or not really what's happening, they're just basically, you should be here. You need to be here. Right. 
instead of being like, is there something going on hey, that I can you. help you, you out okay? with? Or yeah. the you know, only time you hear from somebody is when you miss church. Yeah. On a normal day, they're not, hey, Actually, man, how are things going for you? So are I've missed church okay? uh, Wednesday. Oh, I know the hours you've missed. Oh, so I'm sure you got them written <laughs> down somewhere. So I missed Wednesday. I missed two services on Sunday, and I missed Wednesday. Uh, I have had, I think I counted them for you yesterday, like four people that has reached out to me. Yeah. 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 I, so, man, listen, hey, dude, but I, that's cool. I'm not. I mean, I'm not like, oh, poor me. No, I'm I like, know hey, you're not. I yeah. know you're not. I'm like, hey, I, it doesn't matter because I'm not there for them anyway. Which I said earlier, right. I'm not right. there for them. I'm there for God. That wasn't so. The, that wasn't. The, yeah, right, that wasn't your point. And yeah. I know that the yeah. point was is that a lot of times we only hear from these folks. Uh, right. It, well, what I was going to say is actually, um, it doesn't bother me. When people don't call me and, hey, what's happening, that's cool for me. But there are some people out there that need a little bit more encouragement. Well, I will tell you this, you in know, the beginning, that would have, that, that, was that, awesome. would, yeah. that would be helpful. Exactly. You know, when I was at my old church, you know, what would have probably prevented us from not going to that church anymore? Right. Would be if somebody called and said, hey, man, you yeah. know, I know you're struggling. But, uh, and that would have been helpful for me. Right. My wife tells me all the time. She's like, uh, n- nobody else thinks like you. Nah. And there's nobody. Nah, there's I just a, haven't met him yet. Uh, well, I'm sure <laughs> there are, but yeah, <laughs> I do think differently. I just see things differently. Sure. Um, and I mean, everyone does each, everyone has their own individual way of handling things and stuff, but I've just been jacked up for so long, you know, I mean, just about life. I'm just happy to be alive. Um, well, so you're, you're just unique, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. My mom used to call me spirited. I, hey. I mean, instead <laughs> of being like, you're crazy or whatever. But, hey, do you yeah. know how you catch a unique rabbit? Oh, jeez. You sneak up on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to end it there. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was horrible. That was horrible. All right. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, hit us up on. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to uh, be a guest, actually, you yeah, can give us a call. Sure. Yeah. Fill out the. Uh, the well, sort we don't the, have a phone number there, but. No. But reach the, us on the internet. Yeah. Well, they have that form on on the yeah. website, right? Yeah. Reach out to us and yeah. we'll give you the password to the form. It's password protected. We don't want people seeing all the questions, but reach out on the contact form. You can you can send us a message anonymously. Wow. You said that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You can send us uh, a message that way and we won't even know who it's from. We would love to hear from you. Uh, struggling, not struggling, victories, testimonies, uh, whatever you want to share with us. Totally. Totally. Totally, dude. dude. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks and have a blessed day. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened. I hope you'll come back. If you enjoyed this episode, head on over to our website at www.graceworkswithanx.net. You can also follow us on Instagram at grace underscore works, also with an X. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share it. Thanks and have a blessed day.